Hello, I'm Linda Scythe from The Layered Onion. Thank you for joining us. We will be listening to our amazing creators talk about their art and mental health. 48 million artists all over the world share this lived experience. The Layered Onion was formed to create a supportive community, allowing the creators to focus on their art, bringing their work from the shadows to receive the recognition and opportunities they deserve. Each podcast will feature an artist who talks about their work and mental wellness. Art is healing. We hope these discussions will inspire you to appreciate the stories behind the creations and more importantly, inspire your inner creator. Together, we can tackle the stigma around mental health. I'm Jenny Solom. Um, I am in the Twin Cities metro area of Minnesota. All right, great. Well, can you tell me a bit about your art? Um, you know, the different styles. I, I know about your visual art, but perhaps you have lots of different types of art that you do. Yes, I'm kind of a smorgasbord. Um, I uh, I started out just doing a lot of portraiture uh, in animals in my younger years. Um, and then I... As I got older, discovered other mediums that I also enjoy doing. Um, so I just started with just regular old pencil, and then I moved on to uh, brush and ink, which I also really love to do. Um, diving more into the abstract, um, a little less uh, vivid or lifelike detail, I guess you could call it. I also do clay work. I make a lot of like um, sculptural jewelry, bracelets, um, stuff of that nature. Um, I, I just love learning how to make new things different ways. Um, I've kind of struggled to figure out what type of artist to call myself. And I've just landed on mixed media because I'm kind of a, a hodgepodge. Of <laughs> Well, and that's great because there's so many places and um, journeys you can take with art and using all your creative genes. It's just kind of, it's the best, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I've, I'm my most happy when I'm creating something. So you had um, the opportunity to be in both the first and the second issue of The Shallot. Yeah, and and um, I'm gonna sort of dial in on your second shallot, uh, which was your second piece of art in the shallot, which was on activities and hobbies. And the mm -hmm. title of your piece is Derby Stance. Yeah, and it is um, just a really fun piece. Can you describe how this piece came about? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so this. This piece in particular, um, my husband encouraged me to um, try out roller derby, and I had never done it before. I've skated recreationally, um, but never like at a competitive level, and it's very, very different, and it's, it's super fun, um, and when I was like putting this piece together, I was debating between like, cause I, I also love dancing. I love yoga. I, 
moving my body shuts my depression off very easily. And so I was trying to figure out a way to like depict movement and like the comfort of shutting that part of my brain off um, without having it look stagnant or immobile. Um, Cause I mean, yoga is, I mean, at least pictorially is pretty immobile and derby is so new to me. And I just, I've had so much fun with it that I figured let's, let's do this. So um, the, the title of it and the image is um, exactly what it's described as it's, it's the safest posture you can have while in motion while playing roller derby. And um, I mean, as, as far as like, the actual act of roller derby, it, it can be a little dangerous, but the stance that I'm doing is is safe, and being in motion makes me feel safe. Okay, I'm gonna take your um, your word for that on the safety <laughs> piece. But I love I love the feeling of action, and then with the vivid colors. And um, can you explain to me how you decided to incorporate color into this piece? Yeah. Um, I, I took a lot of artistic liberty with the colors I chose. Um, I historically wear a lot of black, and so I didn't want it to just be black everything. And... Um, so I I chose colors that, uh, at least for my apparel, that I would feel comfortable actually wearing. And then for, like, the environment of the piece, um, I, this is going to be a little nerdy. There's this really amazing but <laughs> terrible <laughs> 80s movie called Xanadu, and it's a roller skating movie, and... <laughs> There's a whole bunch of like vivid colors and rainbows and just all of this light emotion around these girls that skate in one of the opening scenes. And so I took inspiration from that of like having kind of almost Atari like rainbow style behind me with my skates. And, um, for like the main background, I used silver ink. Um, and I, I found that just kind of randomly at an art store. Like, wow, I did not know this was a thing. And this was like the first piece I used to use a lot of the silver ink. Because I had used it just in like accentures before. So I, I feel like it tied the piece together pretty well too. In contrast to the other brighter colors. Well, I think it's so fun, and you're only the second person I've ever met that does roller derby, and I'm going to say both of you are not people I would have ever guessed <laughs> <laughs> to do roller derby. What has made roller derby fun for you? Um, it's very welcoming. It's, uh, it's a group of people that don't judge each other 
Um, they come from all walks of life and they're, they're just there to have fun and grow in their skills and help others grow their skills. I mean, I've heard so much in all of the practices that I've gone to of don't feel bad if you're not getting this right away. It took me 11 years. It took me 14 years. And that's usually not something that I hear, at least in like everyday interaction when it comes to like learning something. It was just like, oh yeah, I'm really good at this. And then you're just kind of in awe of this person of like, wow, this was instant for you when really there's a journey and it and and there's no pressure either. Like they're very um specific with who can do what. Um I'm still a level one right now. And the most common question I get asked is like were you elbowed in the face yet? <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's not allowed. <laughs> like, I'm very low contact. Um, there's a completely different manner of practicing for my level, say versus like a level four or a game derby player level. So I don't know. We, we all just kind of look out for each other. And I think that's great. So the issue was about activities and hobbies, and you talked about quite a few that um, from a physical perspective and how it helps with your um, with depression, but maybe kind of talk a little bit more about how um, mental health and art and movement all intersect for you. Oh, yeah. So with, um, like for me, I... I'm still kind of working through even a little bit about um, like an artistic slump, I guess I could call it. Um, I, I go through like this spiral of, I want to create something. I'm too depressed to, to, to create it, but creating things makes me happy. And so it's like this churning tornado of, I want to do this. Depression is preventing me from doing this. And it's the same with like physical activity of like, I want to do yoga. I want to dance more. I want to go to Derby. Like the depression can sometimes block that very easily. And um, it's s sometimes easier more so than other in times of like kind of stepping away from the depression, anxiety that's building and just kind of externally feeling this is this is who you are this is what makes you happy and and it and it does come out in my art I feel like um I I feel like I'm allowing myself to grow and progress as an artist by pushing myself past those roadblocks of just kind of slumping in my depressive state and it's a challenge it, it it can be a challenge especially if like I have one bad day and then mentally I'm thinking well I didn't do this yesterday what's the point of starting over and trying it today and then that's where I end up going a couple months without doing anything and I feel terrible about it but um honestly like the the layered onion 
organization was like a really big help in pushing me past that barrier and being able to create again. And I, uh, baby steps, you know? (laughs) Well, I would say you should keep this painting um, near you because the look on your face is a look of joy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that will always kind of spur you because it just is, I, um, I was just really, I, I just thought it was a, such a grand piece, um, for sure. So I'm glad to hear that that is a stance that's safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Metaphorically and practically. (laughs) (laughs) So when you, you know, it's one thing for us to create art. And then the next step, of course, is when we're sharing art. Um, Can you tell me that as you share your art out, um, thinking about the shallot or um, the gallery where you showed some work, what do you hope that you leave the the viewer with? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope to allow who's ever looking at my work that it just makes them stop for a moment. Like, forget about, you know, whatever was happening in their day, good or bad, or you know, whatever's happening at work, home life, whatever, and just kind of like be able to step into that existence of whatever piece they're looking at and just experience it and see it for however amount of time that they need to. Um, I will admit this is still pretty new to me of putting my art out there. (laughs) So there's always that nerve wracking fear of like, is this good enough? Are people going to actually like it? Are they going to criticize it super bad? But at this point, I I'll never know unless I try. And so far, so far people have been enjoying everything. Uh, That's, that's, I think they're, it's lovely. And in the first shallot, um, your piece is, uh, is a self-portrait, but has um, a chameleon. Um, it really, I guess, painting or drawing yourself as a chameleon. And the uh, first shallot issue was on reflections of self. And maybe you could just talk a little bit about the chameleon part. Sure. Yeah. Um, that piece means a lot to me in... Um, it was going out of a lot of my comfort zones and um, really depicting like my own personal experience um, with like my therapy sessions. Um, my, uh, I, I grew a tendency of people pleasing through just how I was raised and how my mental health, my depression, anxiety functions. And so through the years, I've just adapted to whoever people I am interacting with needs me to be in that moment. And so with um, my therapist, I just, I discovered that I 
I know myself, but I don't really know myself, if that makes any sense. And so like trying to piece together an identity of like who I am as far as how I interact with people and not just immediately like throw on a mask and be like, okay, you need me to be this person for you. Um, And so in putting the chameleon together and envisioning it, um, cause it, cause that's what chameleons do. They, they camouflage and hide in whatever environment they're in, uh, as a protection. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm, I'm 33 years old. I'm coming to whoever I see myself as now, and metaphorically, I'm shedding my scales. Well, it was it was a powerful piece. Um, that's for sure. You could really feel, um, and I don't know if feel is the right word, but you could. I, I could really um, get a depiction of how you felt with that self portrait. It was it was very powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. So the Layered Onion, we're a community of artists with um, mental and emotional health challenges. What's been the most valuable part of, of finding this community? Um, I, I feel that it's, it means a lot to me because I feel like I found a whole group of folks that can relate and understand exactly what I experience, but also what, what their personal experiences too. Like it's a a mutual understanding of what we all go through personally and just know that we're not in a judgmental space. We don't have to be afraid to put ourselves out there and and it's a responsive organization. Like there's interaction all the time between artists and um, organizers and just being able to have that person ability between each other is huge. Um, I mean, you, you see ads all the time on social media of like, oh, like submit your art here and then you know, somebody submits it and it's just like this automated email message of thank you, we'll get back to you and either you never hear back or it's lost to eternity, you know? And I mean, I I know several people in the Layered Onion by name, you included. So it's, it's just the very personal and human experience that I I personally feel I have not been able to um appreciate and have for myself in you know other organizations that I've tried to work with so as you think of the future of your art what kinds of things are you dreaming or or you know where do you think you're going to take your art from here um as as you think of the future is there anything you're interested in that you might try kind of like roller derby <laughs> I mean, from an art perspective 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I personally feel like it would be so awesome to do like graphic novels or comics. Fun. Um, I, uh, I did a, a pretty intense piece, um, a couple months ago in memoriam of one of my dad's best friends passing away. And it's only two pages, but it, it, it tells like a whole story of how my dad feels of his passing. And I feel like graphic novel style art is a good happy medium between my desire for hyper-realism and being able to tone that down enough where it still conveys my story, but not forcing myself into a perfection. Um, and I also hope sometime to continue hanging in galleries. Um, I, uh, I have a couple of pieces hanging in a local coffee shop called the cafe meow right now <laughs> so there's some <laughs> kitty pieces up in there um and uh and you know hopefully getting into like some other magazines sometime um usually like i'll try to see what's you know being accepted and then create a piece from there versus picking what i already have because one, I know I can do better. And two, I know I have all of the energy and strength within me to create something powerful for whatever the prompt is. So let me ask you a little bit about that. Um, the idea of creating for a prompt um, versus submitting a piece that you have that's two very different styles. And I think you approach it emotionally very differently. Um, maybe talk to me a bit about that intersection of the prompt and then what you said, the power you get from actually creating for the prompt. Yeah. Um, so if, if I'm drawing or painting just for me, a lot of times it turns into a portrait floating in space. And I guess what I mean by that is I have this very hyper detailed portrait. And as far as like the environment that the person's in, it's blank. It's a very empty looking piece despite it being so vivid and so with with a prompt like like the shallot for example or um you know the the cat pieces at the cafe meow that provides me a direction to have the confidence behind the piece that I want to create um I uh, I struggle a lot with making a piece look complete. Um, so if there's like something, you know, for the um, resemblance of self or activities and hobbies or whatever the subject line is, I can actually picture 
what the final look will be versus me just like drawing a portrait of a celebrity, for instance, and they're, you know, standing either outside or the background's blurry or whatever. And it just turns into an exercise versus a finished piece, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it's, um, it's, you approach it with kind of a, a completeness versus, um, you know, just it's in infinity and beyond sort of, you know, that there is no end. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm wondering if you have any last words of wisdom for, um, other artists that face similar challenges, um, and might be, you know, concerned about getting their art out there or other, other challenges or wisdom you want to bestow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for anybody that's struggling, you know, anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADD, any, anything that can make you feel like you're not you, if, if that spark inside of you to make art is within you, no matter how loud that depressive voice is, prove it wrong. It's worth it. Um, I, like I said, like it's, I'm, I'm my most joyful when I create and there's, there's no like line to cross of, okay, I'm ready. Like if it's in me, I need to push past that line myself. I can't, there's no external force that I have to wait for. I think there is, but there actually isn't. And so it's, that's what makes it so easy to just let one's anxiety take over too much. And, and even if it does, even if say like you go a week or a month or a year or however amount of time not creating also don't beat yourself up for it because that is something that can't always be helped. But when you are able and ready to push past that barrier within yourself, it it's so worth it. Like just there, there's something for, at least for me personally that I feel is physically different when I am in that zone and Every, everybody who's an artist deserves to feel that and deserves to embrace the gifts and talents that they do have. And the fact that the Layered Onion exists to be able to help folks like us for that is, is huge. Because especially even like the fear of getting out there, which I have felt since day one and I've been drawing since I was five. <laughs> Um, you, you know, the fear of criticism, the, the fear of being around so many people or, you know, competition, like artists love other artists. So as far as, you know, being afraid or comparing oneself or I'm not good enough, 
does totally does not matter. It's, it's what makes you happy in the end. And even, even if that means that you're just drawing for yourself, it, it's, it's, if that creativity is within you, it's what you were born to do. So well said. My last question for you is what is the favorite piece you've ever done? Mm. Favorite piece I've ever done. I think, I, th I think probably one of my favorites was um, I was in high school and one of my favorite bands, well, I still like them, but uh, at the time they were newer called Wolf Mother and then they were a three piecer. And usually I don't remember my dreams um, just because historically I've had nightmares. And so I just kind of adapted to either forgetting them right away or not having them at all. And so there was one dream where I was, I was across the street and I was in downtown St. Paul and on one side of the road, there was a wolf mother and then there was me. And, you know, of course, everyday life is still happening, like traffic and people. But I just zeroed in on that band playing and it was so vivid and so focused. And in my drawing class, one of my drawing classes, the assignment was just to create something that spoke to you. And so it took me a month, but I, I made this huge um, piece of the band and it shows all of them in motion. Like one of the, the vocalist and the guitarist was jumping in the air with his guitar in his hands. And it, it was up for a little bit um, in like the rotation of the art classes. And I think that was the piece that um, most people asked me about too. Um, uh, like classmates, I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I think well, that sounds one. like it was cool. <laughs> well, you'll have to share a picture with me. Yeah, so. yeah, I'll see if I can find one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us and um, sharing about your art and also um, mental health and how that's affected um, your art. Uh, we really appreciate. Um, everyone's willingness to be honest and and share. So thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. It is an honor to talk with these amazing artists. You can see and read the artist's work in The Shallot, our Journal of Mental Health, Art, and Literature, or on our website, thelayeredonion.com. Thank you. A lips